This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Zack Snyder shares a dubious photo of Henry Cavill as black suit Superman. Kumail Nanjiani gets jacked for the Eternals movie. And we give you a full spoiler review of season one of Watchmen on HBO. Geek Boner. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. With your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. Put a bullet in me, Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. (laughs) It's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think think you'll surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your small dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Hey, 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 listener, what's up? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And that little felty, fuzzy fuck over there, the <laughs> smartest puppet on earth, known as Rugmandius. That's not really a, a big compliment. Well, yeah. how smart are puppets? Otherwise known as Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? You're, I think you're the smartest puppet on the internet, at least. Probably. I don't know. I'm probably yeah. not even the smartest <laughs> puppet on the internet. This is all false bravado that you're giving me. I, I challenge you to find me a smarter internet puppet than Rug Boy. I think our listeners... I think I'm the smartest puppet that has six teeth. Okay, we'll give you that. Yeah! Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very specific Guinness record. Yeah. Smartest puppet with I'll 60. With yes. Uh, if you lose a tooth or get a new one, you, the the record might be shook a little. And but. I've never given myself to a woman. Oh, my God. The smartest virgin puppet with six teeth. <laughs> Lame. Is that, that's, that's a pull from the show. <laughs> the, if you watch Watchmen, you know what I'm talking. Uh, and I'm sure the listener has watched Watchmen because we are going to review season one this episode. But before we do, Anthony. Yes. Uh, we got to shout out our awesome sponsor for the month of December here on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. And it's a sponsor you know well from personal experience, isn't it? This is true. So back in the day when I used to uh, trim my my nether regions. Were my... you a swimmer? No. Oh, not at all. okay. Um, but back in the day <laughs> I used to, or, you know, before I had this product, I used to use scissors or a razor oh, sometimes. Sounds dangerous. Scissors, especially, and um, number one, it's not very sanitary, and number two, it's not very. It, sometimes there's nicks, and you know you don't want to get nicked down there because it get infected. It's uncomfortable. It hurts more. You can't really put a band aid on your dick because you know what happens <laughs> if someone sees that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just strange, right? So um, along came this product that I saw online called Manscaped. And before we were even sponsored, I decided I was going to get this product because it can trim your balls without nicking 
uh, anything down there. And uh, it's very sanitary as well. They include a little brush so you can trim off the little um, hair follicles that are stuck on the uh, razor. And then they also include razors that can come in every three months. So if you, when the razor runs out, if you get on the subscription plan, you can get a razor every three months. So that's awesome. There's a bunch of other products like cologne and deodorant. And I'm currently wearing the Manscaped boxers right now. Actually, I like oh, how wearing are they? them. They're very comfortable. Nice. They got a nice, like, stretchy feel. Um, it's also nice. There's it's two functions too for me. Um, number one, well, three actually, comfort and yeah, you know boxer boxer briefs. Yeah. Uh, number two, if something were to happen where these were exposed, people could see that my downstairs is cleaned up because it says manscaped on the label like maybe if um, you were weighing into an mma fight right they would be like oh you got trim pubes he's trim number three um <laughs> it's nice to wear them because if someone does see them i also go hey i'm sponsored by them and i can throw in this thing where i go if you go to manscaped.com you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code big heads which is the uh all in caps um as rugs likes to say i don't know why it's all in caps but it is Big heads at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping off of any product you choose on there. I personally recommend the Lawnmower 2.0 and the the whole fucking package that it is called. I forget what it's called. Whatever it is. Get the whole package, the lawnmower, the deodorant, and the, the, bo- the boxer briefs, and whatever the hell else you want to trim your pubes. Your balls will thank you, listener. So will the ladies or the men that are down there. That's right. It is a great holiday gift. And uh, yeah, Anthony, you're like a walking NASCAR car with the I like, sponsored logos on you. I was in San Diego and I was wearing them. Yeah. I was changing and I, for a brief second, had just my boxer briefs on and my, one of my buddies saw me and I was like, yep, sponsored by them. <laughs> get That's the product. right. Uh, that is amazing. Terrific. Uh, we were wearing sponsors of our product. I never thought this would happen. Uh, while making this podcast. Clothed so. by sponsors. Not only do they sell uh, <laughs> shaving gear, but they sell clothing. Manscaped.com, listener. All the info is in the show notes for this episode. Buy it for the holidays. You won't be sorry. Let's get to some geek news, fellas. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. I only got like two things for the news this week because I really want to get to Watchmen. Uh, there's a lot to discuss there. But... We talked in the past about Zack Snyder and how hashtag release the Snyder cut suddenly was trending and he's been posting shit on Vero uh, from uh, uh, scenes from the movie that didn't make it and other things. And there's a a picture he posted. There's a little bit of a debate, a little bit of controversy on this picture. And I want to dive right into this controversy. The photo he posts is allegedly of Henry Cavill in the black suit Superman. Uh, you know, during the making of this movie, claiming there was going to be a black suit. Uh, it was seen on a dummy. Uh, and Zack Snyder's just trying to show that we did this. We put it on there. Uh, so, and if you check the internet, there's uh, a little bit of shenanigans. I'm going to just preface this by saying I've, I use Adobe Photoshop in my day to day job. I've been using it for about 15 years probably over 15 years every day. Like it's the main thing. I live in this fucking program. And to me, I don't know if Zack Snyder thinks people are dummies, but this photo is absolutely clearly Photoshopped. Uh, what? I'm not buying this for one second. Uh, there's a couple of things I can point out and there's one very obvious detail. But before I do that, what do you guys think of this photo? And but the fact that he continues 
to like troll people with uh, his Justice League version that's probably never going to get released. <laughs> um, I do think that he was going to have the black suited Superman okay. in this film. Okay. Um, I still don't necessarily believe there's a completed Snyder cut uh, that's completed with you know all, all the editing and all the you know the CGI and all that stuff. So I don't know. I mean. If he drums up enough interest, maybe he's just thinking he can pressure WB into doing something. I just think it's not going to happen. Uh, I'll have a link for, to this photo in our show notes for the listener. Anthony, as a layman looking at this, does anything look out of fishy to you from this photo? I'm not a photo expert. I mean, I could be sold on it. I do, it does look like his head is just photoshopped onto that body, though. Yeah, there's a couple of funky things. Rugs, what can you point out of this photo that maybe? Uh, it hints at that this is a fucking fake Photoshop photo. I mean, all of the seams are are very clean. That's number one. And that's what you, that's what you get in Photoshop. There's also that haloing on that right side. Yes, there's kind of a soft frilly edge. Yeah, it looks like it's a like a defringe or something. So this is also similar to another promo shot of Henry Cavill in the the full color suit. Also, look at the lighting on his face. On the right side of his face, it's completely in shadow. That mm. does not continue down onto the suit at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my thought point. is somebody just took the colored photo and just desaturated, removed all the covers, made kind of a shitty mask. It's really easy to do in Photoshop now. Honestly, the new version, anybody can do this. But the biggest evidence to this is if you look under his right arm, the arm that's in the background, where it meets the body, you see that fucking white dot there? Yeah. That is a Photoshop brush dot that they forgot, accidentally probably put in there and forgot to take out. This is, uh, do you think we're stupid, Zack Snyder? This is completely fake. You never had the motherfucker in this suit, in this pose. That's all I'm saying. And there's a whole subreddit out there that agrees with me. Uh, So I don't know. It does look fishy. It looks like a Photoshop job. But you never know, like some of these photos, they retouch and it, then it starts to look fake anyway. So, I mean, Who knows? yeah, it looks like it, it looks like it's bullshit. I just I just think it's funny that he's continued to keep pushing this stuff out there. Uh, I want to say shout out to Trevon Brady, who follows us on Twitter. And he's been sending me screenshots from Zack Snyder's Vero account, which is where he's posting all this. There's another one where there's a shot of film canisters. And on it, there's a label that says JL, Zack Snyder, whatever. And on top, it reads, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Well, that's great. But how do we know what the fuck is in those film canisters? There could be another whole movie. They could be empty. This is what I'm talking about. I don't understand the end game of this. I don't think Warner Brothers is even interested in this. I don't know. I mean, what would you do if you were Zack Snyder? Like, you shot a movie. Yeah. They replaced you and everybody in it, and then... Kind of butchered it. Yeah, and now, like, that movie stinks, and your movie probably stinks, too, but at least it's your movie that you made, and people get to see your movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I can kind of see what he's doing. It His name was dragged through the mud yes, a lot yes. through by WB and DC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think he was awful, and I th- think he probably, as Rugg said, I think he made probably made a shitty movie, but... This one wasn't his, so and he can he, so he can, if, if it he was, can at least he can he can drum up as much interest as he wants because yeah. like he's no one never going to get a chance to work with these characters again. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah. So like that's his vision of the, and he wants it out there. And so uh, I don't think it's it wrong, especially now that there's like a like a support system for it, and there's geeks that want to see it, and he knows that there's like 
even if it's like 2,000 people that are clamoring for yeah, it and yeah. constantly posting about it, at least it's somebody. Like, it's not like nobody. I mean, it's, it's something. Every time I go on Twitter, I see it every yeah. single yeah, time. Yeah, it's still going. So in a sense, it's smart for him to control the narrative. And, you know, it, if it was his movie, at least he could own that it was fucking shitty. But he can't even own uh, the movie that came out because well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's never going to get a chance to make it. So, so I, yeah, I can see how it would sting. And it, it does probably bother him a mm-hmm. lot because he probably couldn't work on it because of all the shit that was going on in his life at the moment. I mean, it was terrible things happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, so, again, a crazy uh, backstory to I need a documentary about that. <laughs> right. And um, then you got some uh, the cast members saying that they saw it and they liked it. So um, I don't know. I just it, it exists. I think that the, enough of it exists that if uh, they could convince uh, Warner Brothers to kick in some f- money to finish the effects, they they could put it out. Or somebody just look start a Kickstarter or just get funded <laughs> yourself. Somebody start a GoFundMe for that's a, that's a that's a big ke- Kickstarter. <laughs> that you would need well millions of dollars probably. You, you I would need... know you don't need that many. No? You just need effects. No. So you, what? A couple hundred thousand. I would say you need about like four million. Four million. Oh, that is a huge Kickstarter. But for this movie, he could probably raise that. I just thought this obviously photoshopped because fucking picture. Because to do the mustache, it would have cost uh, them $10 million. Way too much. Not enough because <laughs> they did not fully. They needed more time, I guess, and that would have cost more money. But, yeah, that's a good point. The mustache was $10 million. How much to redo the fucking movie? Was the mustache? I no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I am interested to see a zombie movie on Netflix. You know, maybe this is where he can redeem himself and have something new people can talk about and stuff. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are going back and watching the Watchmen movie now that the series is out. People in the Watchmen movie is actually not too bad. So, I mean, like, it's one of his better movies. Well, know? he had a full fucking storyboarded thing ready for him that he had to shoot. So, you know. Yeah. He works better that way. Uh, and he actually... He actually changed it in a way that still was faithful to the comic book in a lot of ways. And uh, his his take on it was unique. I still don't like his ending, though. I don't agree with that ending. Sorry. Was unique. You don't agree with it. No. But I think in some ways it's, it makes more sense. Oh, we're going to fight about Watchmen. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, listener, we want to know what you think about Henry Cavill in the black suit. We want to know what you think about the Watchmen show. But most importantly, we want to know what you think about this very show, the Jock and Nerd podcast. Take a quick listener survey and you will help us improve, evolve the show. Just visit jockander.com slash survey. It can be anonymous. You can be completely honest and brutal. We've got a couple of responses. Appreciate the honesty. They're but honest and brutal. They're honest and brutal. That's exactly what we need. I do also want constructive criticism, but you could just bash us too. I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> but we, this is for you to help us make the show better for you. That's all. Jockander.com slash survey. Okay, the other thing I want to talk about uh, in our new section is, have you seen Kumail Nanjani? Oh, shit. I did. Holy shit. He's starring in Marvel's Eternals, and he is fucking jacked. He's huge. Yeah, I, one of my um, my movie chat, I, one of my buddies sent me that on Instagram. I'm like, what the hell? And He's I, definitely gone on the Marvel abs yes, diet, for I, sure. What, whatever this Marvel diet is, get me on it. I know it costs a lot of money and a lot of resources. And to his credit, with a really honest Instagram post, kind of saying exactly that, 
Like he could have never done this without all the paid nutritionists and trainers from Marvel. Uh, and he understands why he never it did it before to get in that shape. Rugs, what did you get from his uh, his heartfelt caption there? Well, on I Instagram? felt like that it was nice to hear the honesty. Like yep, that yep. This kind of thing can't really be achieved without like Some this help. kind of change. Without dedicating your entire life to it and having a lot of help and having a lot of, you know, it's just not something that people can attain easily um, if they're not used to doing it. It's not their way of life. Like some guys do, can already have the genetics pre-built in. Body they, type is important. Yeah, yeah. They, they can work out, look, but like if you're like, Camille was like a, like a regular dude, like yeah. a kind of a doughy. Yeah. Turkey titted. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> turkey titted. Oh, I turkey, that. turkey tit. Oh, that describes yeah, turkey tit. That describes my man boobs uh, yeah. very accurately. Yeah, it's like yeah, you got moobs. <laughs> I got nipples. Can you milk me, Greg? Uh, I this almost talking about Photoshop. It almost looked like you he photoshopped his head on a fucking bodybuilder. I cannot believe he got himself into this shape in this picture, Anthony. Somebody mentioned like that the way his veins are popping or the way he's cut. Uh, seems to indicate he's maybe dehydrated uh, in this moment. Do you? Does uh, maybe? I mean, the, the a lot of um, a lot of bodybuilders do dehydrate a little bit right before they jump on, you know, stage or yeah, take well, pictures. It's like uh, vascularity meets uh, the thinness of your skin. So you have right. to get all the water out of your skin uh, to kind of make it thinner, and then yeah. you have to like do like a million push-ups and get your yeah, your veins like all pumping. Thick. I mean, he's got veins popping on his biceps. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm sure he's like a little. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Then, they, then you got to like coat yourself in fucking like oil? baby oil. <laughs> you have the hot lights on there to pick up the. Yeah, he's got edge lighting and stuff. You need, yeah. yeah, you need all of those things in harmony to create that that like look. physique that looks like out of a video game or something. I'm sure he doctored himself up, not with CGI, but you know, did some stuff to make himself look. Perfect in, for this in, picture. In, in this photo shoot, yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, in the moment, like, he is just jacked. I wonder if he keeps this body afterwards. I don't know how sustainable it is. They put Chris Pratt through the Marvel re- regiment, and he's it. still jacked. So Chris Hemsworth yeah. keeps it. Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, they all keep it. I mean, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, they hate it. Yeah. They, they bitch about it all oh, the yeah. time. Thor, Chris Hemsworth, he's naturally more of a lean guy, so he's always got to bulk up for the role. Jackman said that's one of the reasons he hated playing Wolverine is that Dude, he had to starve himself. Tough. Yeah. This is what happens. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a little bit inside information. Okay. Ooh. A van rolls up. Yeah. And fucking white windows. Dudes, lab- yeah. <laughs> dudes in lab coats come out with briefcases <laughs> full of HGH. Oh shit! And they just start injecting. You think there's some steroid use and some H hormone use in this? Yeah, it's, but not even steroids. Like untraceable. It's like HGH. It's like this fucking genetic milkshake that they just fucking give <laughs> you in your. Everything just you just hulk out to, to get like that takes a lot of work. So he it takes he, a lot of di- a lot of dieting, a lot of discipline, and a lot of work in the gym and a, a lot of help. So it's tough. It's not easy to get like that. He's been working on this for a year, he said. So this is a year of, of work and discipline into this. Another interesting conversation I saw that spread out of this on Twitter was he was getting uh, there was a little bit of blowback because they're like, oh, why? Because there were people were like Marvel ruined Chris Pratt and now they're going to ruin Kamel and Johnny. How? This is what people were saying that Chris Pratt used to be a lovable, funny, fat guy. He gets jacked. He was married to Anna Faris. He 
gets oh, divorced no. from Era Ferris, kind of becomes a douche, and now literally Arnold Schwarzenegger is his father-in-law. Oh, he marries into the Shriver Kennedy Schwarzenegger family, and very quickly after dumping Anna Ferris. And they don't want that to happen to Kamel because everybody loves Kamel. That is all a fucking lot of dots to connect Isn't it? to getting in like, shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with getting in shape and being a little more healthy. Look, if you are a pudgy guy and then you end up this way, I think it affects the way you. Hey, I do think carry that yourself. there has to be. I, there's a correlation with uh, testosterone in your system and becoming a douchebag, having a lot of that blood flow, having a lot of that primal because that's all primal yeah. stuff. Yeah, you got to unlock a little bit of your beast. Yeah, to get. <laughs> You know this, Anthony. I know. Yeah. So it makes you more like you want to be more animalistic, and that's one of those things is that you you're 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 more likely to, I would say, at least entertain the thought of like, what do I have this body for? All right. It's it's a tough stretch. It's not even a tough stretch. It is a huge stretch to be like Marvel caused Chris Pratt to get a divorce. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just think that if you're a dude who's sloppy and all of a sudden you get fucking ripped and you're in the gym, you're going to be a little bit more of a you're going to have to be a little more primal. And Absolutely. You, might, you Absolutely. might change as a person. You, you will. You, I, I think you will. Ch- if you've always been a chubbier dude. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got. You know, you were driving a Honda Civic, and now you're driving around this Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. You're going to show it off for a little bit. It's going to change you for sure. Yeah, you want to take it for a joyride. Exactly. Well, so, like, fans were worried about Kumail's marriage because I used to oh listen. Listen, I used to listen to Anna Ferris's podcast, and Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris sounded like the most fun, in love couple. Now, obviously, because of Marvel, his fame skyrocketed way past hers. I don't know if that's part of the thing. Now, oh with Kumail. God. He's married to Emily Gordon, and if you've seen The Big Sick, they have a very special relationship. The movie is all about them meeting, and they're very, uh, you know, she writes a lot of his things, and they're out very public. But I just thought it was hilarious how people connected all those people, dots, and they're like, don't ruin Kamel. That's so dumb. <laughs> I love Kamel. Uh, this is not. The internet is a stupid place. It is a stupid place. <laughs> this is not sustainable, and I wouldn't be mad at That's him. why I'm on it. If, if after, you are the smartest thing on the internet. I wouldn't be mad at him if after the movie, he lets himself go. It's, you know, it's fine. We He's should start, start a side Patreon to get you to look like that. Oh, my God. Please do. Oh, my God. How <laughs> much would that cost? Now, we were supposed to do a, a makeover. We makeover, were, yeah, yeah. We haven't quit the, hit the goal for the makeover, but if we get to a goal... On Patreon, I, I will pay for a physical trainer. <laughs> it would be a for lot. One month, it would be so much money. One month, you would need more than one month. One you, month, Amron. I don't think there's one an, month. Is it took Camila a year. It took him a fucking year. And he was already skinny. You would need at least six months to start seeing some good results, like a body change. When I did see the bot, when I was doing like the paleo and CrossFit, and I saw my body change, it took like a couple years. Like slowly, yeah, yeah, I know. If but you, 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 if you had help with your diet too, yeah, I think yeah. you could. Might somebody change fucking cook for me? If you change your complete life, you could do it in four <laughs> months. Not, no, this, this not happening. Four months, six months at the most. You might, you would need surgery though. I can get the Al Roker surgery, and he What's looks that? great. The, it's the lap band stomach surgery. Uh, well, I was saying you would need surgery after you lost all the weight for the excess. Skin. Oh, the the hanging skin. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could show a movie on this. <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, I knew a dude who was like really huge, and then he lost like all the weight and became one of those beach body dudes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah he, he had the he had the the surgery. Well, no, he had he never got the surgery on. Oh, he just, 
He just had the extra stuff. Yeah, I have a buddy too that like does CrossFit now, but was a fat, fat kid. Yeah, and he's got like the skin hanging off his stomach. It looks strange. Well, how? Because he, look- he has abs, but then like there's skin hanging. I'm, off his I'm not. I wasn't that huge. I don't think I, I would have around with you. Skin. You got to be really big to have that extra skin. Really dramatic, but good for Kamel and all his Marvel resources. <laughs> I just Disney. like that you think Imran's going to have that. <laughs> it can happen, listener. Let's start me a Kickstarter. I only need $4 million to get this movie done. Oh, wait. That was the other thing. Uh, All right. Look, let's take a quick break for some promos before we geek out about HBO's Watchmen Season 1 right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. This is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at... VFU podcast. So you can find them. You can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today, and remember, the Force will be with you, always. and Listener, if you enjoy the show, if you are a fan of the show, if you consider yourself a fan of the Jock and Nerd podcast, you must join our awesome fan club. Jock and Nerd! Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. There's multiple tiers to choose from. You're supporting the show. You get stickers, t-shirts. You got a chance to come on the show. You got a chance to pick a movie for us to review. And you get an exclusive RSS podcast feed with bonus content, early access, more show, more yeah. show for your dough, early access to the shows, uh, bonus content you will find this week on our Patreon feed. Uh, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, our expectations of Rise of Skywalker and the Rotten Tomato score and the early reactions before seeing the movie. Uh, and since we will be reviewing the movie next week, not this week, giving you next guys week, yes, giving you guys a week to see it and catch up. But join the Patreon, and you can hear our discussion on the RT score, and then you will hear our instant reactions to the movie as soon as we walk out of the theater or shortly thereafter. Uh, those will also be on Patreon. You guys, make sure you send those in. I'm yes. looking at you, Rug Boy. You never send one in. I don't like doing it. Well, God damn it. <laughs> Do it. I don't I'll like do it. doing I'll it. Do it. I'll do it if I remember to do it. 
I will, do it. I will Please. shave your balls if you like it or not. If you don't do it, I'll send you my balls. You can shave. <laughs> yeah, them. that's the great thing about your balls is you can detach them, detach? send them to me. I'll I'll trim them up, send them right back. No problem. Yeah. In the meantime, let's enjoy that. We do a whole episode without talking about <laughs> so, balls. We but then it, it's, we set the tone though with the the ad. My balls was hot. That's what happens. Yeah. Jogginer.com slash Patreon. Join today. Uh, let's get to Watchmen on HBO. Before I hit the spoiler button, I want to tell the listener, if you have not caught up on the show, please stop now. Check the show notes for this segment. Jump to the next segment. This is a show you must watch without it being spoiled. And we tried hard for the past nine weeks when we did talk about the show to not spoil it because... You you need to go into this without any spoilers. It is an amazing experience. With that being said, we're going to spoil the fuck out of it right now. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Because you cannot talk about the show without spoiling it. Based on the classic, legendary, well-received 12-issue maxi-series, The Watchmen from DC Comics that came out in 1986-1987, originally written by really brilliant and cranky Alan Moore. And drawn by Dave Gibbons, who's an amazing artist. And uh, Alan Moore, if you don't know, famously refuses to take money from or put his name on any adaptation of any of his work. So if you watch the show, if you've seen the movie Watchmen, if you watch V for Vendetta, the credit is always co-created by Dave Gibbons. Dave always gets a credit. Alan Moore's like, no. And to his credit, I mean, he's like, no, they could offer him a ton of money. And I feel like he'd be like, no. Fuck you. He's got integrity. He uh, he actually does have a lot of integrity. Uh, this was an amazing nine episodes of television on HBO. Man, we already know what you think. We I, <laughs> I want to get look. I I here. Yeah, I'm just going to. I love this movie. <laughs> There's my opening reactions, Anthony. Let me go to you, and then we're gonna go to Rugs, who has copious notes. And thoughts he to get out. He actually took notes. That's unbelievable. That's that's amazing, Rugs. You do more work than Anthony. You've done more. Work? <laughs> it's not that hard. But but uh, before, <laughs> I just want to mention the the viewers. Uh, this thing it premiered with 1.5 million viewers, and the finale got 1.6 million viewers more. And average, the show averaged about seven million viewers every episode over. You know, live streaming and all oh, the various the platforms. Man, doesn't add up on that one. No, no, right. this is uh, counting all the, gotcha. the platforms, yeah, which yeah. is not bad numbers for a first season of HBO. Uh, and uh, the you know the water cooler buzz on this show got stronger and stronger. So, Anthony, I know you haven't read the comic, but you've seen the movie. I've seen the movie, and I've I'm familiar with the comic. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but I'm familiar with the story. Well, let, let me know uh, your opening thoughts overall. The finale. What did you see? What did you like? What did you think? First off, what a year for HBO. HBO had some fucking amazing shit. This is like the third great show uh, on HBO this year. Yeah. Granted, uh, Game of Thrones didn't end well, but it was still such a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. So HBO has been buzzing for a, a bit the whole year. basically. Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so I didn't ever. I've never actually sat down and read the Watchmen comic. I know what happens. I'm familiar with the storyline. I'm somewhat familiar with the themes, but having never read it, I don't have, I guess, that baggage or that in-depth knowledge of how it pertains to this show. So for me, I had very little expectations for this show. Um, in fact, I kind of didn't want to watch it. I thought the trailers were kind of whatever. I have to say, though, as the st- show... Um, continued on and I started getting deeper and deeper into the show and um, having to uh, 
point out two two real great episodes. I mean, the the one with um, where what's her name? Uh, Ange- Angela Ebar, this, ex- this extraordinary being, and yeah, episode six, episode six, and a god walks into an A bar. Episode eight, and I didn't even catch that the clue in the title. I always read it as a god walks into a bar, yeah. but it's a god walks into a bar. I mean, those two especially. But by the end, I was trying to think of you know what this show has to say and you know what's the deeper meaning and all that stuff. And then by the end of it. Um, you know, I was analyzing the whole show, and I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I just know that for nine weeks of television, by the end of it, I was completely enamored with the show and just could not wait until the last episode to turn that on. And usually, you know, by the by the end, I I just would watch the episode whenever I feel like it. I literally was like, okay, this is on. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And I was completely satisfied by the end. So, if a show from beginning to end can take me from a place where I just really didn't care to by the end being rapid to watch the final episode. I think the show is a success. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I know there's criticism of Damon Lindelof in the past. I've never really watched his stuff, so I can only judge it based on this. Um, the only criticism I would have is maybe everything wrapped up a little too neatly, but mm. um, I'm more interested in hear what you guys think because you guys have actually read the comic. But for me, again, if a show can pull me in and suck me in and by the end I'm just foaming at the mouth to watch the last couple episodes then it's a huge success okay I'm just gonna put this out there before we get to rugs uh, this was supposed to be an unfilmable book and the, the ambition the risk that he took uh, it it's amazing how he got it to work to his credit all the questions I had throughout the show he pretty much answers there's answers to all of them and that was one of the things I was worried about. He likes to throw stuff out there. There's one or two things that are just like fun Damon Lindelof things that he never goes back to, but it doesn't hurt the overall plot. Uh, and as far as like, this is like one of my favorite shows of the year. I will put this up there with Chernobyl season one on HBO and both Chernobyl and this I liked better than season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm going to say it, even though it's a great show. I love these two, these two shows a little bit better, but uh, what an amazing, like by the end of the show, you can go back and watch it again and get a whole different take with all the reveals you get. And I also think it improves uh, on reading the book again. It takes it, the the stuff that retcons in the book. When you go back and look at the book, it's amazing. Some of the reveals. So I was I was so compelling, so tightly written, per- perfectly cast, performed, shot. I loved all of it. Uh, now, wait, Ru- wait, one more thing before Ru- yes. Lena Ruggs. Yes, so I would add also it, the show succeeded in my book in terms of by the end of it, even towards the middle of it. I was thinking to myself, "Damn, I need to go back and read that book." Yes, that's like, if great. the show can make me shit. interested in something that came out thirty years ago, yep. twenty years ago, whatever yep. the hell it is. Yep. I think that's also. A success. So I think clearly Lindelof is a fan of the original material, and this is you know it's a remix, it's a continuation, it's not an adaptation of it. It's what would happen now, and uh, I just I was so surprised at how fucking good this show was. Uh, Rugs, yes. Give us your opening thoughts. I want to start by asking you: Do you think we you know when we reviewed the pilot episode, you said? It doesn't feel like Watchmen. You said that repeatedly, like a lot, yes. like several times. I think by the end of this show, it earns the title Watchmen. Do you agree? What did you think? Hmm. 
This is a good, that's a good question. I feel like it's Watchmen in the way that, like, you take, like, all of the toys of Watchmen, and then you play with those toys, and you make a cool story that I, that I really actually enjoyed watching. But still, Watchmen is so much more than the sum of its part, like, than, than its parts. Yeah. It's like, the they have pieces of Watchmen there, but is it Watchmen? The reason, a lot of comics have a lot of things, a lot of stories have a lot of things that Watchmen had. But does it do it like the Watchmen does it? Does it, does it challenge you the way it does? Not really. Um, I did enjoy this, sh- this show a lot. In fact, even though the whole time I was thinking, it's not really Watchmen, but it's like, but it's really good. So, um, that's my, the simplest way for me to put it is that it's really good. And that kind of trumps everything. Yeah. Like, it's done so well. It's acted really well. Um, the payoffs are great. Um, they use the characters really well from Watchmen. Like they use, um, certain things really well. But then you could also make the argument that they, they kind of completely change the characters. So there's all these different ways you can look at it and observe it and, and analyze it to like, it's, it's, it's both. It's one of those things. It's a paradox. It's both amazing and, and completely wrong at the same time. See, I don't think and they change. That's the, how I feel about it. They don't change the characters. This is why I find it hard to, when you say it's not completely watched, okay, it, so it evolves, take, it evolves let, the characters. Let's take the main, one of the main characters that, that they use that they completely change. Okay. All right. Where do you want to start? Let, I mean, I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about. Uh, be, the way it starts, um, you know, some of the things that they just kind of like they they don't really get into. And uh, for example, Rorschach's journal. Yes. All right. So they they say that these skinheads they or these white supremacists find it and they use it as their Bible. Now, number one, according to Watchmen, it's illegible and written by a crazy person. Yeah. All right. And if they, it was impossible to decipher. And if they found a way to, to read it, they would know that to look for, to look for Ozymandias as, as he was guilty of all the murders and stuff. Right. Nobody ever did that. That was not even, even mentioned. But the seventh it. cavalry knew the plan. They knew, uh, what, what the squid actually was. And the fact that they used the squid from the book and not the ending for the movie right. is amazing. But so how come the, the seventh cavalry is the only play people that found, found this book? And used it. It's like a secret book that nobody knows about. Well, where the where the book, the comic book ends off, it's given to the newspaper, and uh, the last line in the comic book is he guy he asks his editor, "What do I do with this journal?" And he says, "I leave it entirely in your hands." And so you're not. It's not really uh, explicitly told. So that what basically, happens. you're saying that these guys, these white supremacists, know that the aliens are fake. Yes, they knew it, and they and. And that's it. But they're such dumbasses that they got used by Lady True. Uh, they got trolled by her. She was using them. They thought they were in control, and their plan goes to complete shit. Be- but so they have no. So they have no. Uh, they know that. They know that in that book to say he's going to Antarctica. All the stuff is there. Everything that you need to fucking take over the world is there. But they decide to just kill cops instead. Well, they wanted to be pre- like they wanted to get the keen yeah, to be they, president. They, they have a guy that can literally pull the strings on every single government, but they just decide to just to be uh, kill cops. Sure. 
Okay. Well, but the co- All right, the- so there you go. All right, so that that's right thrown <laughs> the, out the window. The plan. Okay. Next, the next thing okay. is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, dude, okay. I, this is like one of my favorite versions of Manhattan what they did with it. All right, so in the comic book he abandons humanity. He loses his he loses his humanity. Yes. He's so re- removed from being human, he doesn't care about doing anything. He lets Ozymandias drop the squid. He doesn't even try and stop him. He leaves, he fucks off. And then okay, they try and say that he creates an Eden, and that's really out of character for him to even want. Well, to do he that. was bored, and but they show you in the flashback. But you don't get bored if you're if you're boredom is not a, a thing that you, that happens to somebody like that. I think it but is. That's a human quality of being bored. He becomes not human. He is. So, he has so much power that he's just bored, and he needs so, to connect with something. All right, so then he gets so bored that he decides to care about humans again and informs a relationship with a girl and then decides to give up his, his godhood. I don't think that that's just not the way Alan Moore wrote that character. It's just not the whole point of it is you have a god, a person who could be a god. He doesn't give a fuck. That's the, the reality. What All the things that that uh that Alan Moore was trying to be is right is nihilistic that like you point out this thing that could do something. And then he doesn't give a fuck. And then so by him giving a fuck, it basically undoes that character. But it's similar to his relationship with Laurie Silk Spectre 2 in the comic book. Yeah, but he ultimately abandons it and ruins that relationship and isn't able to make it happen. Well, can, can I jump in or yeah, are we yeah, yeah. still in the no, middle go, of the run? No, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Having not really cared about the book, yeah. um, I think uh, Dr. Manhattan was awesome Yeah. Uh, just because of the fact that I don't have that baggage of the book. Yeah, so. yeah. For me, it is. I see it more like Imran, where he is just—he's all powerful. He's a god, yeah, and he just becomes bored with it, yeah, and he decides to create a perfect planet, and he becomes bored with that. He becomes he's bored like, with Europa. But even yeah. that creation was very, very like not uncreative and well. In the, like, no, there, no nothing- they explain it in the flashback. Why he built that manor and made the clones of Crookshank and yes. Mister whatever his name was? Yes, because he so saw them having, having sex. sex. Yes, he yes. saw them having sex, and then that was yeah. his, his. I just I, I find it interesting when a god when some I find it interesting the concept of someone having everything yeah. and still being unsatisfied. Yeah, and that's what yeah. Doctor Manhattan was for me, as well as actually Osmandius yep. when he gets on that planet too, because he's like enamored to go on this planet. He's like, oh, "This is perfect," and then he goes there and he realizes, "Fuck." I'm going to be bored as shit. Yeah. What yeah that's probably the most Alan Moore thing that happened. Okay. Was that he became like, he wanted to be, Ozymandias wanted to be a God so much. Then he ends up hating it. He ends up so hating that's, it. Yeah. That, that's an Alan Moore thing. And I'll, so that's, that's an olive branch there. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so this whole turn of like Dr. Manhattan coming back down to earth and then forming a new relationship, whatever that he already knows that how it's going to happen. It's, not, there wasn't even a point in doing well, it. He, he knows how it's uh, going to turn he out. He does and he doesn't. Uh, if yeah, like, it's weird. To, yeah, because he, it's a weird conceptualization. He's living it and he's living everything at the same time. But he still yeah. wants humanity to make choices. So that whole episode eight, I never thought it was possible to communicate how they did in the comic the way Doctor Manhattan. No, they lives. did that great. Holy that's, shit! That's a huge. That's one of the reasons I lo- I like the show so much is because even though they're using the character wrong, they're showing that correctly they're showing that great so that's what i'm that's what i'm going for is like i feel like it's not if alan moore was to look at this and go well i would never do that with him yeah and that's not what he's supposed to be representing yeah but if you're going to use them at least use them well and they did so for their purpose of the story they used him well um so there's that so then there's the fact that 
Dr. Manhattan exists. Yeah. All right. So we're in a world where super, superhumans exist. All right. One superhuman. Yeah. All right. So that should be the new nuke, right? That happened in a lab. They know it happened in a well, that lab. That was their plan. That should be the new thing every country's racing for. That should be something that religions are rallying around to prove that the divinity exists. Well, like, well if Dr. Ha- Manhattan could exist, yeah. then God could exist. Or can And none yeah. of that's even explored at all. Uh, none of that's even like, even it, th- that should completely change the way every, because somebody created a, a, a nuclear m- bomb and it changed everything. All right. It changed the way every country works. The, the, the race for power, not, not explored at all. Okay. Then you take, the fact that there was a uh, a giant squid dropped on New York City during the 1980s, which had about nine million people living in it, plus about three million commuters. Three six million, million people. Pe- oh, six died. Three? No, well, three no, million they, died. They say in the show three million, yeah. but it would have been more like six or nine, or like uh, you know, like about six million people, like tw- twice the amount. And then the people that weren't killed were psychically scarred and became insane because, like, the, the way. That uh, Ozymandias built this thing was a psychic creature, so it would it's supposed to like scare the shit out of people to to, to get along. Yeah. So that they didn't explore that really at all. Um, so eight, so you figure like eight million people died. All right. So the world's most advanced and populated city, which is New York City, home to economic core of the world, the biggest social melting pot. It, it, it has art and culture. The birth of rap music and street art was happening at that time. Completely decimated, not the focus of the show. On top of it, people die because of a skyscraper-sized alien squid that terrifies people so much that they explode. <laughs> they explode, did it. So this giant alien exists. It destroys an entire city just by dying on it. Something terrible like that exists. Superhumans exist uh, that can destroy things with a wave of his hand, and that literally changes nothing about the world. It's exactly the same. Like, there's really no big difference other than the fact that uh, Robert Redford became president. And um, the Cold War ends anyway in our reality. So, like, the fact that the Cold War ended doesn't make it any different. Like, nothing changes. Uh, internet like, and cell phones are banned. That's a huge change. Yeah, but that's... And I, mean, I never thought we would get to th- see the th- fucking they- squid. They showed us the squid. We saw that we saw the squid and it looked awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that's another another thing that looked great. But those these are things that I'm thinking about this whole time. Okay. Like, all right, New York, they showed it for one scene in like two seconds, but you never hear about New York again. But they like call just, they, and they have an event. It's called like twelve five or five twelve. It's yeah. like their own nine eleven. But it is referred yeah. to as their nine eleven. Yes, it's also okay. referred to as a place that people don't visit anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't rebuild it like like uh, they built J- rebuilt Japan after the it got decimated. I mean, you got to start with Vietnam after decimating that, but that's another change. Vietnam is the fifty first state, and uh, just kind of like you know, it was interesting. Someone mentioned it's kind of like Hawaii, where there's Hawaiians, and then all of a sudden they're also American citizens, and how the Vietnamese would some would like it and 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 welcome the savior, and some are really pissed that they've been taken well, over and invaded. That's an interesting thing. I actually like that yeah. a lot as well. So there's uh, there's things that that um, Watchmen does very well. That's why I like the show. But there's things that I just think are off about Alan Moore. and This is Lindelof's interpretation of his yeah, material. But, I mean, you have to at least carry over like the main tragedy at the end. Like, What was the point of Watchmen? Right? In order to create change, sometimes terrible things have to happen, right? Yeah. Sometimes the heroes you worship are actually terrible people, you find out. 
All right. The ideas that and the ideals that we wrap around ourselves to make us feel good at the end of the day in Watchmen are just a big joke. So Alan Moore asks all those questions to question all these things that you like hold up really high. And Lindelof didn't ask you to question anything. He has well, different questions. They didn't unmask the heroes like they did in Watchmen. They unmasked politics. They unmasked the hero. What it was a hero. And in this show, it's basically a do over. They redistribute and read and they remake the idea of, of a hero back to one of triumph, like triumph over tragedy. Real justice does exist. It's just hidden. And the idea that Alan Moore was that there are no real heroes and there is no justice. Alan Moore's a nihilist and his, his novels about nihilism. And this show is about hope and justice in which everything is Watchmen said was a joke. I'd see. I don't agree with that. I think it was more interested in themes from Watchmen uh, than actually. So the whole entire thing is that we're going to fool everybody into getting in line because everything's a big joke. That's not really explored. It's a hoax. The whole entire, the whole laughing smiley face with blood on it. All of those, those themes of it being a complete joke. Everything's a joke. Like this is no, there is no justice. There is no real heroes. If you unmask every single person, you're going to find a, a skeleton in their closet. Well, yeah, all of yeah. these things. I mean, but that's that's what the show is and about. There was pieces of yeah. it. The the nice cop that you really liked end up being a racist. Yep. Okay, yep. there's that there. There's a little bit of it there. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's about creating a new hero, and we created like all these new heroes that are actually heroic and don't. They, they don't really have, I mean, the name problems in the heroes that we, that they created. Well, they I, don't, there aren't any. I would say it raises, so again, having not the baggage of that, I would say it raises different questions yep. and different themes yep. in terms of, um, like your past, for instance. Yep. Your past, whether, whether you even know about your past or not, it carries over. It's almost generational. You are your so past. So, for instance, yeah, like for instance, Sister Knight. Yeah. She's angry and she doesn't even know why she's angry. Yep. But you realize like you list, you see that she's grown up, her grandfather had all this anger and her dad, you know, died in front of her. So you see this anger just trans, you know, coming across generation to generation. Or you look at like Lady True. She is like no fucking relation to like never really interacted with her dad as, yeah. as a man, yeah. but she is exactly the same person, even more of a, a fucking like um I don't even know what Narcissist. the word is. She's, Narcissist yes. and just arrogant and megalomaniacal and, yeah, yeah, yeah and in and, and god fearing and god ho- like wants to be almost a god um same thing as ozymandias and you, you see it over and over even with like the white supremacists yep they've they've carried that anger generationally throughout till now to this point where they're like hiding in the in the shadows hiding under the rorschach thing hiding under being a politician but they're still angry so i thought that was a very interesting um, theme that they had going on, and then the other one I raised it earlier, being just the fact that gods get bored, or mm-hmm. people, you know, being a god. You you would like like Lady True's whole basis of her character is to be do the right thing with that power, right? But you know, he knew that she wouldn't because power corrupts right. absolutely. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's the theme: is the subject of power. Who holds the power? Who can be trusted with the power? What should be done with this power? And Ozzy, I love. First of all, I love when her mom inseminated herself with Ozzy. She's like, "Fuck well, yeah, you, what, what do you, think, what do you think? Okay, let's say that uh, that Sister Knight now she eats the egg and she becomes she becomes Doctor Manhattan. She may have his powers. She may. Well, you don't know that. Well, so wouldn't you, she? Wouldn't she eventually become the same thing and become bored and have to go through that whole thing as well? Because as soon as you see the past, the present, and the future. 
and you could see everything down to a molecular level. Wouldn't you think man is insignificant just like, you know, we don't know how she would react to this power. Well, we also don't know if she got it. And it's we also, the spinning top ending. Right. It's yes. like Inception. And we also, That's why yeah. I think that they should like leave it at that. Definitely. Because if, she yeah. Gets, yeah. if she gets the power, I don't know what could really happen. Like that would be that would be worth exploring. Well, we, we did kind of see, I guess, the journey of what Damon Lindelof would think of what you would do with that power. So yeah. you get bored. You try to create life. You get bored with that. And then you realize, hey, these humans are pretty awesome. I need to reconnect with humanity because that's the only thing that'll make me feel fulfilled in but my life. But at no point do you intervene and make everybody's life easier because there is no doing that. Well, there's no point. You can't do he'd, that. He, but he does. Like, he could, what? but it's it's you the, the beauty of humanity is that you let them choose. You don't. Yeah, you don't the decide. Minute you have free will. Yeah. Yeah. He wants the humanity to make their you mistakes. Can't do anything. Right. 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 I, the beauty. The beauty of the humanity is the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like he it's can snap perfect. his fingers. Yeah. Make everything go away that we fight about. That's that's Lady True's whole thing. That's why she's so obsessed with and, him. And yet human beings would still fight about something. Right. But then also Will Reeves says at the very end, he goes, you know, Manhattan, pretty good guy. He did a lot, but he probably could have done more. Huh? I mean, it, it also like if you look at, you know, we were talking about the white supremacist being the, the seventh cavalry. And by the end, Lindelof's whole message is. These white supremacists are dummies. They were dummies. Like they're, yes. they're too short. They're, they're like yeah. white, white, white supremacy is so short sighted yeah. that it should be just dis, dismissed with a flick of a of your yeah. of your of yeah. a finger. Like that's basically how he handles that at the end. It's like you guys are so short sighted about using this power to empower your race yeah. that you just get laughed at by Lady True. You get trolled. You get played get by trolled. her. Yeah. yeah, you basically get trolled by the end of the I movie. I did love that the, 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 the series. Sorry. Senator Keen had the silly like underwear on. That's from the comic books. That oh, yeah. he's like, I'm not waving my junk out there like Manhattan, and like that was a nice nod to the comics. And then he gets fucking good. But we're missing one. Of, the big thing that Lindelof did was replace the Cold War sentiment from the book with race relations america's history america's that's past. probably the most brilliant thing that it's amazing and it, the reveal of hooded justice being a black man the whole time and why because a black gay man a black gay man but why he needs well, to appear the best white because it yeah it subverted your expectations and you unmasked somebody and there was something in the unmasking that was interesting and and, and you tied in the fact i think in the comic he wears the the new the lynching yes, he wears rope, the, right he has a noose so now it hood. makes sense yes right? yeah. it made sense this whole time i was like fuck why did i see that and even in the show when you first meet will reeves he's holding a noose like there's there was clues to cal being manhattan clues to him being hooded justice it was so well thought out and put together and the whole Osmandius thing, the way they thought that out and, and rolled in the story within the story, which is like what they do with the book with the bl- Black Freighter, but they do with Osmandius here and it works way better. Cause I, it, I enjoyed Osmandius. By the end, I was like, oh man, I, I like him just because of the fact that he's been so bored yeah. that he created a worthy, an adversary for himself and he just goes, no, nah, you are no, an adversary. Was I worthy, but, master? But, but that, that's no. his whole, yeah. at this point in his life, yeah. that's his whole goal, right? Yeah. Like it's not to save the world. He's already done that, yeah. right? He's already saved the world. Gets no credit for it. Yeah, he doesn't but care. Did he, he, did he really save anything? He didn't do anything. He stopped nuclear he stopped holocaust. <laughs> sure. What, he, but he's, in his mind, he saved the world once. Yeah. yeah. But his whole goal at this point is to find a worthy adversary and it fucking pops up at his door and he realizes it when he gets transported back to Earth. Like, this is the worthy adversary, which is Lady True. So he gets to be the hero in his own his mind own daughter. Yeah. once again. Dude, and that statue, he was there the whole time. I knew that yeah. statue was him. That There's was amazing. There's some brilliant stuff yeah. in this show. That's why I like it. Yeah. I think um, 
as much as I have a lot of criticisms of it, because not criticisms, but just how it deviates from the source material and how I, there's some, if you, if you have an idea of the connective tissue that you might be like, I don't really get it. Um, but, um, if you can kind of do what Anthony did and kind of like diminish <laughs> how attached you are to the source See, material I think and just it, take it for what I it is. I think it honors the source material. I really think it does. Well, if you look at it from your point of view, yes. But like, I don't, I don't agree in any way. I, the most, this, when I read Watchmen, yeah. I had to read it like three oh, times. Oh, you have to read this throughout your whole life. Be, because like, I hated it at first. I was like, this is the most fucking negative, assholey thing. And my, and like, and then I started reading, I'm like, oh, this is like fucking raw. And oh my God, he's completely just shitting on everything that we love about comics. He's like, trolling this whole idea. superheroes. Yeah, he's like this idea that there is truth and justice in the American way. Yeah. The, the idea is that you can actually make a difference without being a piece of shit. Yeah. Like you have to be a piece of shit to get things done sometimes. Like nothing happens without getting your hands dirty. Again, here's the egg analogy that's in this throughout show, the whole show. You got to break a few eggs to get things to work. And I loved how they gently. Yeah, yeah. I love how they worked in the egg <laughs> metaphor through, you know, in the throughout the whole show as well as the clock metaphors, but it was more. The egg and, and Cal Manhattan even says, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Both at the same time. There is things that they work in this version very well. The, um, uh, you know, they, they, they figured that, okay, if, um, after this whole squid thing happened, Robert Redford becomes president, gives reparations to everyone. And then these white people are all enraged because like, you know, they're getting all this you know, free stuff. They're becoming the 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 hated race of the modern generation. Yeah. So, um, and that creates a, a, a like a hotbed of like racism that I don't know. I don't know. It was uh, that's now guided by Rorschach's journal. Um, okay, I could make some of those leaps and and go along with it. And so it's like they've taken it to a place where you can like Imran. <laughs> jump on this and like embrace it you can if you really want to you can and even though i didn't i still like the show so that's the power of this show yeah. for somebody who's not even on board with some of it yeah. to still like it they did something good and, and somebody who doesn't even like lindelof yeah so there's something really special about this L- show. let me ask you let me ask rugs and imran if you want to jump into but um i want to get into the other stuff but now you brought up lindelof there was the whole stick sh- around him of he doesn't stick the landing yeah. for this show in this story. You think, did you think he stuck the landing rugs? Oh, I think that the ending is like that spinning top. And and that's, I think that, 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 and the fact that a lot of the questions were answered mm-hmm. and they were answered enough where I can go, okay, for this show, it makes perfect sense and it works. Um, yeah, I did like the ending. I think he absolutely <laughs> nails the ending. He does land the yeah. ending. Now, it's talking- my only criticism yeah. of the ending. Sorry, yeah. real quick is yeah. is almost too neatly wrapped up. It, it felt like all these threads. There was a lot for after there was episode a ton of threads, eight. and they all yes. ended up coming to the same point in the story. Yeah, I just felt that was a little almost too cute. But I wasn't like pissed off or anything. I was just more like this That's is a very stuff. Yeah. neat, neat ending. Yeah, it's contrived. But yeah. Like, yeah, it's it works in the way that he's he's contrived. So sure. that, that last shot, Angela eats the egg, and it's just perfect. I knew they were going to do this. She steps on the water, and it cuts. Now, the in episode eight, remember, Cal made it a point to stand on the pool, and she goes, what are you doing? And he's like, you need to see me do this, like kind of 
alluding to something. But do you think that last shot is a cliffhanger or is it an ending? Both? I think it should be an ending. I yeah, I mean, just like the spinning top at Inception. I would say it's both. I don't think. It, I mean, I don't think they're going to do another season where they pick up. I think it's a cliffhanger in that it's not. It's an ending, but it's not the end. Let's you don't get extrapolate a, the ending. I like what it as an ending. Do if, if let's say this is the the cliffhanger. Like, where do you go from? Well, here? I'm just saying it's a cliffhanger in the fact that there's no decisiveness. Like, I don't think you make another thing. I think it's a cliffhanger in the fact that you're still left thinking, okay, did she get it? Did she not? Does it matter? It's kind of how the book ends, too, leaving it open-ended with the journal. Like, are people going to find out what's going to happen? Does it matter, Anthony? That's the question. It really well, doesn't can, matter. Doesn't you can matter. get a status quo by not having her become Dr. Manhattan. Right. And having Dr. Manhattan reform himself like he always does when he gets destroyed. What if there's other eggs that he gave to people also? And there's other people that have part of the would. power. I don't think he would. I don't think he'd, he'd do that. I, don't, I just don't. I mean, he could. I, he would giving it to her makes sense because she's like she comes from a lineage of people who do the right thing, yeah, and are 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 and are heroic and seek justice and you know at their own peril they do it. Um, so it'd be the perfect person to give it to. Yeah. So I don't know if he made eggs around the world. You know, that would make that would make. <laughs> I love the full circle of the character of uh, Will Reeves, where it starts with him being torn away from his family. Very Superman-like opening, uh, but then it, it ends with him coming back to his family. So poetic, and you just feel so good for Reeves. Uh, the other thing that was great was the the commentary on masks. You saw the masks, the cops yeah, wearing like masks. That. The two lines from Ozymandias' point of view. He, when the game warden asks why you gave me a mask, Ozzy says, masks make men cruel, and he wanted. But Reeves tells Angela at the very end, you can't heal under a mask. Wounds need air. And Angela's journey, as opposed to at the end of a superhero show, the person finally puts the mask on. Instead, it's flipped. She's realized that she doesn't need the mask. You probably won't be Sister Knight again ever. He also adds in that he wasn't wearing the mask because he was angry. He wore it because he was afraid. Because he was afraid. And Ozymandias, a white guy, doesn't wear a fucking mask. Everybody knows who he is. But the the, the whole twist of making uh, uh, Hooded Justice... Uh, a black man was uh, uh, amazing, and it, it played to the anger and the fear. And a lot of the anger she's feeling comes from fear and sadness and not really anger. That, that episode's one of the best they've done. Yeah. Six or eight. I don't know which one is better. I, li- I like both. But six, I mean, the, the the most iconic shot is him getting lynched in the, the point of view shot. You're, you're in the hood, and you're right. like, holy fuck, are we going to watch him die? And they let that him go. Yes. So good. And then yeah. as he makes holes in the eyes, you're like, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I should have seen this the whole time. But then in eight, the fact that they could recreate Manhattan's experience without any flashy special effects and just straight storytelling and, and, and direction was a fucking amazing. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, and also, why did Lori have a big blue dildo? Did they market this? Was this like a product you could buy? A, a Manhattan dildo? Oh, uh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, if you want, everyone wants to fuck a guy. <laughs> what did you think? See, one of the things I didn't like uh, was the, the the masked cops. I never thought that that worked. Yeah, and they kind of uh, abandoned that after like, the beginning. Like you didn't like just the the idea of it. I just think that it didn't it didn't add anything to the story or make it make sense anymore. Or I, the, I don't think it need was needed to be there. The only thing I, I picked up is that when with wearing the masks. 
all of a sudden now it's dis- it's indiscernible if you can even tell who the good guys or the bad guys that's, are. That's a big and thing. And that's the yes. chaos that yep. the, yep. the Seventh Cavalry wanted to create. Yeah, and it was a result of the White Knight, which was their thing, uh, to get the cops into mass and get uh, uh, get like Keen I didn't to like the president. red guy, the, the Russian guy. But that was that what guy. Was he, was, he was kind of a comedy. Pi- character. Yeah, Pirate Jenny and the Red Scare. Yeah, it's like I don't know. They didn't work. So well. Loop they Man. Kind of, the, hey, that's Man. the one thing they didn't. <laughs> oh, this is the one thing they didn't answer. What the they fuck happened to Loop Man? He was on, my favorite. Online, he's what uh, Sally's. What's the girl's Dale name? Dale Petey, Lori, yeah, Lori's, Lori's assistant. Side so yeah, in Petypedia, which if you check out the Petypedia website, there's <laughs> so tons ridiculous. of extra shit in there. People are saying that maybe him. You could do a spinoff of Luman, but how funny was that? She's chasing him. He drops his belt, oils so himself strange. up, and then just slides into the sewer. I was like, "What the fuck? What just happened?" It's, not like, it's almost from like a different show. It that was, one part. And, yeah. And so that's yeah, like random. That's like a Lindelof <laughs> thing where he's like, oh, "This is just for fun." Uh, but a couple other great illusions. I kind of love how in this universe, black exploitation films are kind of the superhero cinema. In fact, you see in the flashback. Uh, that when Angela picks up the movie, uh, the mother, the nun with the motherfucking gun, and she's dressed just like Sister Knight. And I don't think that's that's unique though to this. Well, that's, yeah, that's a I real mean, thing. That's that day. That's real life. But yeah. also, even her name. First of all, Cal. You have Cal L. Superman illusion. Uh, you have the Reeves name. Superman illusion. A bar. There is a black exploitation film from the seventies. It's called A bar. The first black Superman. And uh, that no is one's a deep n- cut. No one's denying though that they've done. They did their research and they like named these characters cleverly. Yeah, they did nice pull. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, that, those are nice that's things, but I don't. I don't book th- stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's like things to point out in terms of why this show is awesome. Personally, Imran loves Easter. Eggs. I, I love know Easter you love eggs, Easter eggs. And it's full of <laughs> Easter eggs. I like. I, I. I like the like the 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 wider lens of how like the themes of the story and particular episodes, not necessarily. The little because those things honestly those things don't matter to me because I didn't fucking read the comic, um, <laughs> <laughs> nor did I grow up in the seventies and watch black exploitation films. So, um, how about the Cyclops OK symbol that they kind of uh, appropriated from like the real life uh, controversies of people think that OK symbol oh, is a white clever. supremacy symbol and they used it for. But then the Cyclops and the eye Here, and the let's get in let's get into let's move on from these. Okay, Let, go, what did you guys think of Ozymandias's whole side plot on the on Europa? I, th- I thought it was really great. Could you fi- like? Did you have it figured out before the before they told you what was really going on? I thought I I, I thought he was on another planet, but uh, I wasn't. You're not sure for many episodes until he starts launching people into the air and making the suit, and you're like, oh, I thought Manhattan well, had him a hostage somewhere. Yeah, I thought basically Manhattan was was uh, jailing him, and he kind of like, it did. wasn't like I didn't. Yeah, it was like a trick jail. It was a know? trick. He's like, "Give me this, I'll send you there." Uh, but then uh, the, when For he, a while, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, just when he gets out and gets the builds the sign with bodies, <laughs> it's yeah, fucking amazing. And the whole seeing the actual spaceship come down and douse him in gold, and you're like, "Oh fuck, he was there the whole time." Lady True had him right there. For a while, I was like, "This is just this is weird. This is another show as well." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. By the end, I was like, "Oh, they 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 figured out a way to tie this in." I liked the way they tied it in at the end, but for the longest time, I mean, it was 
literally like a different show. I mean, him farting in the court. <laughs> what is going on here? And it wasn't a. Cu- I did like. I did like. What's that guy's actor's name? Uh, Jeremy Irons. Amazing. I, I like him as Ozymandias. Amazing as Ozymandias. And I liked how it was. It wasn't a parallel storyline. It was concurrent. Like you weren't sure when that was happening. But then the that storyline and the main storyline. What meet about at the, the elephant? The elephant was what weird. Was that? What? I don't understand what that was. Okay, the elephant was weird. This Providing is when, the memories? Is it because an elephant never forgets? Is that well, the whole yes, thing? It was a combination to flush out <laughs> that much nostalgia out of a system. They needed a large animal, but it was kind of elephants never forget, and that this elephant is hoarding and storing these memories, and maybe they grab That's memories. Really it was very strange. I Because in the podcast, Lindelof says... You know, everyone thought it was going to be Reeves at the end of that thing. Right. But if it was, then what happens? You know, he was it was a little too obvious. So I he, heard that podcast is good. It's so good, dude. And it's all there's What's only it called? it's called Watchmen uh, podcast. It's just called. Okay. The Watch- and there's only three episodes. They talk about three episodes at a time. Uh, and Lindelof is on it. And you hear about all his inspiration, what he went through uh, and how much he loves this book. It's very it's a great companion piece. They did the same with Chernobyl. And that was an amazing podcast with the show. But were you guys were you guys sad that there was no appearance by Owlman? That's the one guy Driver. they did it here. He's so apparently he's still sitting in jail this whole time. Well, he got, he was off. in jail. Yeah, he was at the end of Watchmen. He goes to jail because they, they for what they I, for being a vigilante because they outlawed oh. vigilanteism. In fact, Senator Keene, his father is the guy who wrote the 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 policy who out to outlaw vigilantes. The closest thing you got was his ship, right? You saw the original Archie. And then you saw them uh, make ships. Yeah, use the technology. Yeah, yeah use on his ships. technology. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love how he was fascinated with how Dr. Manhattan was made and he was actually torching those fucking bodies. But then he realized why he needed these bodies. Uh, he needed things he was to just, launch. He was just bored. Yeah, he was, he was just, just ta- bored. He was just experimenting. He was basically like uh, like those Nazi scientists that were experimenting on people. Yeah, yeah. He so, was so fucking bored. So he was up there like, what, seven, eight years? Eight years, yeah. yeah. But what exactly happened? He left. That little spot was like a, a pocket to somewhere else? That was like a pocket of of Europa that Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan made yeah. livable. And he was going to live there, but then for some reason he comes down and he b- b- connects with Angela and he wants a way to forget, bury it. And that's what Adrian gives him in return. He's like, I built you. Because Adrian always wanted a utopia. Manhattan's like, I've made one. It's just not here, but I'll send you there. He realizes the utopia sucks. Utopia is not all cracked well, up. Well, you be. have two people in yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, him plucking the little babies from the river to find the clothes was so creepy and weird. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it's, if you were Dr. Manhattan, you make a planet of two people. That's all he knew. That's all. He's a weirdo. I don't know. How about putting. Uh, it's just stupid. Putting, I don't know. Putting a. Uh, uh, making one. When he came back, first of all, I love how you didn't see his face in episode eight and he wore the mask. And then Yaya Abdul-Mateen becomes uh, Manhattan. Did and you he, guys see that coming? No, he did uh, such a great job. And I did not think that Cal was fucking Manhattan. I think that that episode was great. And um, I did feel I feel like I knew because of the hands. Yes. You don't see his face. Yeah. So there was points in before that they. I mean, he, they, they shot it right. Where any of the scenes before that bar scene, it was some other actor yeah, you never yeah, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, because you don't want to give away the build. You don't want to yeah. give away anything. Shape of the face, shape of the head, anything like that. From, even from the back, you could tell. Um, but then when 
Uh, you see certain things. You can see like maybe the skull cap on. Yeah. That to make him ball oh, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I st- I, I, I'm like, it's, it's it's him. He also had a very gentle way about him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his whole thing was, I didn't pick up on it until after, but his whole thing was he doesn't remember his past because of amnesia. Yeah. So it's like, right. Okay. There's a sense of mystery around this guy. It was fishy too. from the beginning. Right. 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 Uh, and just, I also, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. One, one quick thing. My, one of my buddies texted me this. He's like, man, this thing is really woke. Because he, <laughs> he, was, he just goes, by the end, the heroes are a black woman. Yep. A black man wearing blue, black man's and God, an Asi- and an Asian woman is the villain. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, they and, and all the white supremacists are killed with and a they're flick of all a dead. And they made a put a black man's face on a god, you know, which is I think it's it's huge. And a black dick. Yeah, and a giant. There was a lot yeah, of blue you penis. See the girl. There was a lot of blue penis. Uh, in this show, yes. Uh, let's talk about. I love Gene Smart and Tim Blake Nelson. As Laurie Blake, Blake great. Tim Blake as Wade Tillman, Looking Glass, great performances. However, my one little criticism is they kind of got sidelined towards the end of the show. The show is about Angela, and it came back to Angela. But Looking Glass's origin episode, where you find out, you know, he was a Jehovah's Witness, and he was uh, he was in a mirrored funhouse. The only thing that saved him from the squid, which is why he wore the reflected team. And then when he finds out that it was all a hoax, his whole life has been a lie. The conspiracy he's believed in has not been true. It was amazing. But then you yeah, don't see only, much of the, him. The only criticism I had of them two with Ozymandias is if Ozymandias is supposed to be like the smartest man in the world and have like every contingency plan for how the hell does he get stuck up behind and hit with a wrench? That was hilarious, though. I love when he. Cause I, mean, he I know does, it's played for laughs. He does talk but, too much. He's like that dude talks too much. How does how does this this looking glass guy just sneak up and hit him in the head with a wrench? So here's a big question: If you're talking about, doesn't a, he have like superhuman reflexes? No, nah, nah, well he, he did catches a bullet. He, he did catch the bullet. He's a little bit older now, though. I guess. Yeah. But the bigger question: If you're thinking of a season two or what happens ever after they arrest him. And now the whole world is going to know that he put Redford in. He caused the squid. This was all a hoax. Robert Redford is going to be thrown out of office. He, you know, he's broke the law. Like, well, will l- the whole, me, now everyone knows. Let me ask a, f- a question about characters that don't exist. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's her name? Lori Blake. Yeah. Dean Smart. Yeah. As Lori Blake. So she's complicit in the secret the entire time. She yes. knew. She knows. She, knows. she definitely knows. So what changes by the end where she's like, you need to go to jail? That's a good point. She knew this whole time and didn't do shit. Yeah, that's another one I have written down that I didn't say. It may hmm. be that now she's that she, she's seen a god like but she's already seen a god. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get what she what was in a relationship in with him. Right. She was in love with and him. She wasn't complicit with the whole secret. So what by the end makes her go, Yeah, you're going to jail now. When they should have done that the first time at the end of the know. movie. She should have had that she should have had that mindset to start. Like, if I find Ozymandias, I'm yeah. he's going to jail. Yeah. Well, she knows exactly where it is. She was oh, there. Yeah, that's true. I guess Antarctica like, is a tough place I l- to get I to. like that we got to go back to <laughs> Karnak, his his base up in Antarctica. That was kind of a nice Easter that egg. That makes sense. What, that they went up there? That he was up no, there? No, no, that she oh, yeah. was complicit, yeah. and then by the end, she's like, you're going to jail. Now, yeah, that's a good that. point. Now, after all this, like, after you 30 can, years, you're going to fucking arrest sure, me? I'm sure that you know you could sit there and make an argument like for anything in this yeah. show. You can make an argument why it's brilliant, but like... Yeah, there's definitely. I did love the moment where you should definitely go to jail. It's just yeah. I didn't understand her character. All of a sudden now, that well, change. also yeah. I thought it was interesting that she was a vigilante and now she's like the top vigilante hunter. So maybe over the course of time, 
She's like, this is the one guy I got to get. But couldn't she just out him? Yeah. But yet she's helping vigilantes. She could have outed him. Yes, she's helping vigilantes. Also, I love the reveal that Judd Crawford, his wife, and Angela Abar knew the whole time that fucking Cal was Manhattan, and he became friends with the family to keep an eye on them for the moment to kill him. But then... The plans get fucked up. I love how they explain. Remember in the first episode, they're 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 hoarding batteries, and I'm like, what the fuck are these batteries for? They fucking answer that. They made the ca- the containment cage for their plan, mm. and their plan kind of gets fucked up because that guy in the first By episode squid that rain out of the sky, no, which is I think they're Judd Crawford frozen squid. You fuck the frozen squids were crazy. They're just like missiles, but the original plan. Uh, the seventh cavalry gets fucked up when that guy kills the cop in the first episode. That wasn't supposed to happen, which is, explains why Judd torches that whole house and the plane. He can't have anybody going back saying this guy who's on our side is now, mm-hmm. you know, he's fucked up. So I, I got a quick comment on the frozen squid. Yeah. This is a minor, minor criticism. Yeah. If it has enough force to plop through hand. Lady True hands, yeah. Lady True hand, Lady True's hand. Yeah. I don't know how anyone even like with cover could run. Well, all the that. buildings should be destroyed too, right? Be? Yeah, just, well, even like oh. her just carrying the briefcase. I was like, she should be fucking dead. Uh, it was a metal briefcase. It was reinforced, was it? But steel, because she looked was... at it and it wasn't breaking. Uh, but, okay, but all the structures, you know, they were going right through the roof of every fucking thing. Except for that movie theater, it's made out of. Yeah, the um, movie theater was fine. Yeah. Where they're hanging out uh, at the end. The same. Also, it was very convenient that she happens to just run into the movie theater and he's just chilling. <laughs> that's where he starts. The it's whole, a very neat ending. He's, that's because it ends where it starts. That's where he starts. I know, but the show. like she, out of all the places she runs to, it's that one. It's I mean, ending. I even love the stuff like in the second episode when they drop the leaflets when the, the Germany and World War One on the black soldiers saying, "Why are you fighting for?" America, they don't let you do anything. They don't let you sit with them. They don't let you vote. Come fight for us. Yeah, that actually to, happened. Yeah, come fight for us. We just roast people in ovens. That's what. Yes, <laughs> in Germany, We're great. They actually fucking tried that propaganda in World yeah, War well, One. You can make an argument for anything yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Here's a question for Rugs because I remember from the first episode. Yeah, you you definitely thought the the Tulsa stuff was a little exploitive. I do think that. Did, yeah. Did your mind change on that by the end, or you still no. thought so? No, I think that, look, I, it's great that people know about it now and everything like that. But like, I feel like it was like, all right, uh, you're really trying to tap it. Like right now, like it's, it's cool to like, uh, to, to kind of like, like, uh, do these things where you're using people's feelings to try and generate buzz. Right. Or yeah, or emotion for the show. Yeah. yeah so you're, that's exactly what it was. Mm hmm. It was like, okay, we're going to get people talking about this by kind of getting this situation and putting it on as a centerpiece to the show. I could see that And uh, I just felt like, all right, um, we do that with, like, World War II a lot. We use, like, you know, the Holocaust a lot and stuff like that. But And the thing is, it's like, I, I think I'm cooler with that because it's something that everybody knows about and everybody's taught about. And then when you introduce this it seems like okay like nobody knows about it like people don't get mad about the holocaust because they know it their whole lives you know they i mean they get they're of course it's a terrible thing but they're not like they see it in a movie and all of a sudden they flip the fuck out because oh my god i can't believe this happened like you know Mm -hmm. so i think it was a little bit manipulative to do that but whatever i mean it's shows do it all the time 
I'm just pointing it out. I like that it, it incorporates the theme of, uh, you know, these people. You see it in Batman and Heroes where a, tra- a tragic loss is what always starts their journey. Like, this is becoming a, a, a hero or vigilante's reaction to a tragedy tragedy in your life. It happens to Will Reeves. It happens to Angela Abar. Her parents get blown up in front of her by, like, a Vietnamese, a Vietnamese separatist. So that's, that's one of the themes is people put on these masks and do this because – there's always this tragedy. And it's another reason why I felt Manhattan connected with her. Just like Lori Blake, he felt her loss. He felt the tra- tragedy in her life. And there's something about that that, that he likes, clearly, because the both of both of them have similar tragic backstories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, did, I, I, I enjoyed the episode. I was, I was trying to think of like the, the part where it's they do the kind of Terminator thing where he's talking to to a bar yeah, um, yeah not a bar the fucking what's the old guy's name uh will reeves will reeves he's talking to will reeves in 2008 and he's talking to angela in yeah. 2019 yeah and she asks him hey how did you know that crawford was a racist and he asks reeves and yeah. reeves is like oh he's a racist yeah he or, or no oh he's part of the he's part of the cyclops yeah like that whole that whole dynamic of what came first chicken or egg like what right um Another egg reference. Yeah, it sets like, up loops like these time yeah, loops. Yeah, this time loop thing of yeah. like this is always like I thought that was clever it's in amazing. that. amazing. I thought it was clever because the way Dr. Manhattan experiences life, it makes it kind of makes sense that this this is the catalyst for why Will Reeves goes on this last journey yeah. to redeem himself mm-hmm. or to, to fix things. Another thing is that that that's kind of weird when you have Dr. Manhattan in here is that um, a lot of the stuff that occurs in the original Watchmen novel, he would have known about what happens after, right? So things, I think things would have mm, been that's a different. That's a tricky thing his, to do. Yeah, his perception of time is weird because, again, he knows, but he doesn't know, but he knows. I lo- mean, he doesn't know. Because it's uh, like... He doesn't, he knows, he just doesn't. He hasn't experienced. Yes, it for yet. example, remember when he meets her. Or he's her, experiencing it at the same but time. But he has and he doesn't because when he first meets Angela, she goes, "When was the moment you knew you were in love with me?" And he was like, "There's was there a moment? Is there?" And then later, when he's about to die, it's so no. great, and he goes, "This is that moment." He does say there's a moment. I forgot. No, I, I thought he like. says he doesn't know the moment yet because it hmm. hasn't happened. In I a think weird he way, does. I think he does. I think he meant. I, I'd have to rewatch, but I think he does know the moment. I just love it. It's a very weird conceptualization yeah, so of how to, he is. Yeah, it's so hard to. to the perceive. only thing he doesn't know is that those what x amount of years when he has the thing in his head. Right, right. It's a blank. Right. I just loved at the end where he's going. I'm in Afghanistan now. When he's dying, and she's like, "Where are you now?" And he's like, "I'm real. I'm in all of our moments. This is the moment. I'm in all the it's, moments together." It is tough. So I mean. I'm just thinking about the comic now. If Dr. Manhattan knows that he's going to get bored, that's strange too. Yeah, he knew he was going <laughs> to die also in this. Well, I'm saying like he would go to he he know he goes to Mars. Yeah. And he knows he's going and he knows he's going to create a planet full of life. Yeah. But he knows that's going to bore him. Yeah. And he knows I, I it's so strange. It is. He's going to come back to Earth and do it all over. And then he's going to come back it's to inevitable. Earth and get in love again. Like yeah. he knows that's ah, so strange. And he knows he's going to have a big blank part of his life. And yeah, it's wild to say. And then, yeah, it's a wild, wild concept. It's, it's hard to, it's, yeah. it's, it's honestly, it's, 
it's hard to even but they, think about. I mean, they did such a good job. It's hard job to make sense. Visualizing it in episode eight. Uh, the, yeah, they did a great job. I, I never thought you'd be able Look, to pull that off. Whatever you want to say about all the, 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 the arguments that I posed. In, in, in all of these weird things, all these things, the inconsistencies that we find, it still was very entertaining. And, um, that's to be commended. It was, um, definitely great to see, you know, a, a lot of these new heroes kind of, you know, even though they're not nihilistic in the way Alan Moore envisioned them, they are hopeful and they are heroic and they are seeking justice and they are, they all suffered and they all, you know, kind of, get there happy like they're they're a family at the end yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so all of these things are nice uh hollywood things yeah yeah that is not alan moore but i also found it to be satisfying too because i remember when i first read watchmen i was like not liking it yeah mm. so this is more digestible it's more for you to like it right away it's more like uh created to not to challenge you but to kind of make you feel good about yourself and good about how what can be done by people who really want to do things. I mean, th- there's two things it does well that it's similar to the book. It's a self-contained story like the book, but also, right. you know, leaves you on that spinning top ending. But also, w- when you get to the reveal at the end, if you go back and watch this thing again, now knowing what you know, I feel it's going to be a whole different show. And I can't wait to kind of watch it again. Oh, I think that on another watch, it's because it was meticulously written. Yeah. It was yeah. You could Tight. tell that he... You could tell that he really labored over this, yeah. and that's why it works. It's like way better than anything he's ever done. I think it's because it has an end. Yeah, and yeah. he knew. And it was, yes, it, he knew there was going to be an end. Yeah, I think that the fact that he had this like little uh, amount of uh, of shows to work yep. with, and yep. he had the kind of he played in that thing as as best he could. I mean, yes, yeah, some characters got sidelined and were weak, or some of the things that were kind of explored were not really explored enough and didn't make a lot of sense, but. The main characters, the main story arc, the main thing that keeps driving the plot. It does resolve. Those are all really good. Yeah. And um, the journey of Angela discovering her roots, where she's from, what it means, like it all wrapped itself up well. So I would say between this and the first season of The Boys. Yeah. um, These are two shows that are definitely. I don't even know if the word is elevating, but they're showing a different side to the sophisticated, genre. Sophisticated, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a little bit more sophisticated. They're they're showing that the genre, the the comic book genre, or at least the superhero part of the comic book genre, is more than just popcorn movies or you know Marvel stuff. There's other layers to this, and I think it, overall it it'll challenge. Hopefully, it'll challenge Marvel and all the other people that are producing comic book stuff for TV and movies to look at things a different way and, and tell stories in a different way. And, and yeah. you know, what's holding back Marvel is their PG 13, you know, that it's going to be, they can try to take lessons from this. Well, I don't, I, I don't think PG 13 is that. I think that's a, that's a lame handicap. I think you could tell great stories regardless of the absolutely, the rating. absolutely tying in. And I was worried with the boys out that this Watchmen, if it would look too similar, like they were copying, but I love both series for different reasons. They but do the different things. Is- the boys is more along the lines of Alan Moore's nihilistic view of the world and yeah. the fact that everything is kind of a, a oxymoron or, or you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's all like a joke. It's well, all it's like more, yeah. The boys, the boys more, beat you down more. Yeah, but it's like a weird yeah. dark comedy too. It's darkly comic. Uh, right. You don't have so much comedy in this, this in Watchmen. This is actually more along the lines of what Marvel does in Watchmen, yeah. it, which is why Alan Moore would probably hate it, is because 
it is wish fulfillment. It is like you're a, an empowering story. Yeah, yeah. The good, good guys do win at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So and they and um, they win in ways where it's not like three million people die. Right. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone lives that needs to live. Just the white supremacists die. Right. All the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. die. All That's the bad it. guys. All the bad die. guys die. Yeah. So where are we left at the end? Ozymandias is in jail. Lady True dead. Manhattan dead. Gone. You know. Uh, and uh, or reborn in a bar, or or maybe reborn. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Is one season Lindelof did clearly plan this as a one and done. Now he said it's not like he wouldn't want to do another one. He just has no plans. He also mentioned that maybe they could do the anthology route, and you hand it off to another showrunner to tell. But I don't know what story you could tell. Do you show another part of the country with different characters? Going through the uh, mm. after, uh, how do you like Manhattan's dead? You can't use. You can maybe do something about Night Owl. You can maybe address. Does Angela have the powers? Maybe there's a secret child we don't know about. There may be mm. more uh, Ozymandias kids. You got to imagine some other other pissed Vietnamese women also inseminated themselves. Maybe, <laughs> or she had more babies. So there I, may I, be. I'm sure. I'm sure you could tell. So I personally don't want to see another season. Uh, yeah, I don't know I, if I, I do. I enjoy the way this wrapped up. Yeah. I'm sure you could tell an anthology series, or I'm sure you could even continue the story here. I don't want to see either. Yeah. Um, the, the reason being is this, this story wraps up pretty neatly. There's the, the spinning top at the end. If you do the anthology thing, they already kind of used all the interesting characters from Watchmen yeah. in this. Except for Night Owl. He's still out there. Is he that interesting? Uh, no, he's actually he's Batman. He's, no, he's a <laughs> he's fucking goody two shoes Batman. He's a doofus Batman. He's really yeah. like a doofus goofball character. Like we said, now if Ozymandias is arrested and the world knows this was a hoax, maybe we could see how people react to that, how vigilantes react to this new world. Now that everyone knows that the squid was a fucking hoax from the from Ozymandias, no, yeah. that could be something. Right. You know, the, and now that they know that, will the countries go back to nuclear war? Will they be like, oh, that was fucking bullshit. Let's blow each other up again because that's what stopped us. And maybe the Cold War, like a Cold War two, that could be kind of interesting. Well, the Cold War ended anyway. We never blew each other. That's up. true. The, the, you, People, yeah. the thing is, yeah. that shit yeah. was written in 85 yeah. when there was a Cold War. Yeah. But we yeah. lived past it knowing that nothing happened. People did realize. <laughs> I mean, you got to think. Uh, I remember. People came to their senses. Gorbachev yeah. and Reagan. And I think it, largely it was Gorbachev who held back more. So it didn't need a fucking crazy joke to fucking trick people into not nuking well, each other. Well, that world takes- did. This one, this is that's a different way. It's a fictional parallel universe. Well. Okay, <laughs> it's not a real world. Yeah, but I mean, it's it was a com- right. It's a commentary on the it world. It is a commentary time. on right. fascism, on heroes, on masks, on power. We, we learned that at least for the time being, stupidity didn't reign supreme. Yeah, we came to our. We senses. got lucky for now. Who knows what the future holds? Sure. God damn this! I think yeah. that the genius of this yeah. is that it it worked. Yeah. Right. Yes. It, it um it there's nowhere to go but down. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Okay, so I that's why I don't want another season of it because I don't, yeah. it was so good. There's no fucking way. Like, in all the things that I even didn't like about it, I end up going, I right, I see it. Like, yeah. like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm glad they did that. You know, um, like, anything, even my worst criticism of stuff. Like, I'm like, I'm glad that they did that at the end of the day because it was entertaining. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would be able to keep giving out olive branches to stuff, especially if it wasn't as high caliber. Right. So yeah. let's say they kept taking liberties with this book that I really love yeah. and it keeps like, you know, going more and more along the lines of 
TV. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Like TV, yeah. like stuff that you need to do to get people to come back every week. Yep, and yep. It's not a, like this to me at least seemed like a piece of art. It absolutely was a because art. it was this contained story. Yes, it was. So I'm 100 behind that idea of it. And um, I don't think it should. And do. a I work think of art doesn't need a sequel. Even in a question like that yes. is great. Yes, it's poignant. Yes, it um has it. It gives you more than if you gave it an ending. Like, like you wouldn't uh, go back to Inception and be like, "Oh, give me a sequel. Show me what happened to the top." No, it doesn't matter. No. It is a absolutely a work of art. One of the best shows I've watched this year, and probably in a few years. Uh, it, it it's just it blew me away. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. I don't know. We can Whoa. score it. If you're you giving it a rate. I don't know. We don't have to. Do you want to rate it? I can't. How are you going to rate it? I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, do I like it better than the, the, the graphic novel? No, but I do think that it is definitely, you have to watch this. It's must see TV. Yep. It's must see entertainment. It's art and it's very well done. And even the stuff that I don't like about it uh, is outweighed by how good it does what it does. So um, I was entertained. I I had questions. They were answered, and uh, I saw things in a different light. They created these two new heroes that I think are pretty badass. Um, so, do you think it good. plays for people who are not familiar with the source material? Because I was talking to this dude at work. I had a conversation with him. He got into the show. He has not read the book. He not he has not seen the movie. He did admit he had to Google a couple of things. Yeah, but, that's what you do now. But that's you what you do. Fucking Wikipedia it, and you don't have to read anything. I, I I Wikipedia it, and he did, and he enjoyed it. Yeah, I, well, then you've answered your question. I right? did. I guess it does, um, works. I I would say that I I said this earlier, but I think the show accomplished everything it needed to accomplish. Right, so it got me to watch it week to week. It made me interested in the comic. Yeah, that's a plus. And lastly. It made me interested on what HBO, what other things HBO produces, Fuck and now yeah. I'm like, I should go watch Chernobyl. Maybe HBO just has like a knack for creating awesome content and, that I'm just missing out on. And not only that, both like Chernobyl, one amazing season, and that's all you need. Like Chernobyl clearly is not going to have another season, but Anthony, watch fucking Chernobyl. It is as compelling and deep and amazing as Watchmen, and I could not stop watching that show. It's uh, it's a, another work of art. But really based in reality in a historical incident. It's fucking great. Better than Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, any final thoughts? I think Isn't there like Silicon as- Valley's on HBO too? Silicon Valley is yeah. a great show. That also ended recently, had a great series finale, kind yeah. of yeah. perfectly. They had a great run this year. They had a great seven, six, seven years, and it wrapped up. No, I'm saying the twenty nineteen for, for HBO. HBO. Succession yeah. is one I gotta get into. Yeah, everyone it's says good. it's amazing. I watched the first episode, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I want to watch. Is that, that the one about the people vying for the corporate yep, thing? The company. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. My, my buddies told me about that. Karen Culkin, Brian Cox. It's got Cox yeah. in it. It's, it's like Game Cox. of Game of Thrones <laughs> for yes, in the corporate world. Yeah, yeah in the boardroom. Yeah. So, and it, I, that's another one. But HBO generally, I love. They have they've made some cool like short three episode documentary series of the true true crime shit. Was Westworld out this year too? No, that's not coming back. No, until I can't wait to see if that's good or bad. Next year, yeah, that doesn't. All I know is there green naked women in it. So uh... there's robot <laughs> naked robot boobies. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do that anymore. But HBO always fucking bringing yeah. it, man. I saw the it was like the debate online was HBO or Netflix who's producing better original. You know, content. they didn't really have to worry of Game of Thrones ending like we thought they were worried because they continue to stay in the public eye, continue to be the water cooler conversation. 
But I mean, did this do as well as Game of Thrones? No, no, not not. To, it's it's it's. I mean, I think that there are the the Rotten Tomato score is weird, right? For I this? mean, they're both based off of source materials, but Game of Thrones had more time. What's the, uh, what's the audience uh, re- reaction to to Watchmen? to Watchmen? Let's find out. I never check for TV shows, but we yeah, probably use. Good. Watchmen season one on Rotten Tomatoes, 96% tomato meter, 8.53 out of 10. Critic side audience score. Wow. 51%. Yeah, it's a lot lower. Yeah. Why do they wonder why that is? Because maybe people just don't get it. Or maybe maybe people are hardcore about the comic. Or that. I think the people that are fans of the comic are like, you know, they, they probably didn't stick around enough to like it. I think they, the first episode could have been polarized. Mandalorian, 94%, and Vikings, 100%. I've never watched Vikings. Vikings is good, but I never stuck with it because it's too many seasons. <laughs> really? I was like, how many fucking seasons of Vikings can I watch? The Expanse, also 100%, and then The Witcher no, the Witcher's I coming out on 20th. I don't know about that. The Expanse, I found that to be very bad. Yeah, people seem to like that, so... Mm. All right, good stuff. Uh, let's now. Aren't you happy that I had all these contrarian I, I, thoughts? I was, I was very happy to argue with you about the Watchmen because <laughs> I, both I sides say, work. I will say that we tend to get a little too agreeable on things, so it's nice to see a, a little bit of a debate. And fuck out. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, like, what are we gonna do? Sit here and just suck the show's dick for th- for like two yes! hours? It's like not that's not interesting. Yeah, we would love to do that. <laughs> I would. But Anything. I'll, any shows. I will, no, but this one I will defend the shit. This out one, of he, this. yeah, this one he wants the big blue dick all up in his. I mouth. want that big blue dildo. <laughs> Where can I buy that? Amazon. Amazon. Oh yeah, someone's ordering it for you Listen, right now. Use our affiliate link, jockinner.com slash Amazon, get your big blue dildo. Apparently, all that shit was made by Dan Dryberg, Night Owl's company, who continued to make tech and stuff. They made blue dildos? They made blue dildos and sold blue dildos. That's a good way to capitalize <laughs> it. Could be worse. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. I was just dying to talk about this fucking show. I'm glad we got it out. Let's do a little bit of news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's, Still going. It's, he's not done yet. A little bit left. Oh, a little bit left in the oh. chamber. Good. Okay, now we're good. Uh, this is the portion of the show, listener, where I pull things. Oh, sorry, he's not done. Give him a second. I, sh- no, I shouldn't have had that bean for lunch. Uh, this is the portion of the show where I dive into our facebook group jock and nerd nation you should join because that's where all our awesome listeners hang out we hang out one of my favorite places on the internet that's not full of assholes uh everyone is cool and uh you get your name read you get your comment read on the air for example i'm glad matthew lawrence posted this because i wanted to talk about this movie matthew lawrence asks anyone see six underground yet it's on Netflix. Anthony. Oh, I saw it. Oh, I saw yeah. it. Anthony, have you heard about this movie? I've, I've heard about it. I saw like the, my bud, my cousin was playing it in the background, but I wasn't actually Holy watching shit. it. Holy so. shit. So this movie <laughs> stars Ryan Reynolds, right. written by the writers of Deadpool, Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese, and yeah. directed by Michael Bay. In what is there is, any hype to come? Like, was there any advertising for this to come out? Actually, uh, people at work got to go to a free premiere in the theater. So they actually bought, which is weird. They paid 
to have this movie premiere in the theater. Why? I don't know, because those people aren't going to go watch it on Netflix, hoping that they're going to tell their friends, Probably, watch yeah. this. So all their money for marketing went to these uh, an actual theater premiere. Hmm. But this movie is pretty much Netflix giving Michael Bay $150 million and saying, you make the Michael Bayest movie you can make. And he and did. he does. He really <laughs> fucking did. Oh, my. Man. Just watch the first 15 right. minutes. It's an amazing action scene. Rugs, what are your thoughts on Let this? Let me just say, okay, this is the world's stupidest Break movie. down what, what, real quick <laughs> right? what the plot is. This movie is so dumb, it's beyond dumb. Yeah. But yes. um, it's about uh, the easiest way to describe it. It's about, uh, it's like the A-team. Yeah. They don't exist. No one knows who they are. And they want to overthrow this fucking evil fucking dictator yeah. by freeing his brother and starting a coup. And Ryan Reynolds is kind of like a Bruce Wayne. He's a millionaire. He's like, yeah, millionaire. He's like a millionaire who has all this assets and he's, you know, he, everybody's presumed dead. Everyone fakes their death and become numbers. Kind of like Reservoir Dogs. It's like a whole bunch of movies mashed together. Yeah, it's just, it's the A-team basically. Yes. And they're like, you know, we've seen this before with The Expendables, yeah. all the same. It's him assembling this team. But holy shit, this is a great movie just to have on. Don't You don't need to think about it. If you do, it's hilarious because a lot of things don't make sense. I'll tell you what is, this was what sets it apart yeah. from every other movie. Yeah. All right. So you've seen Michael Bay movies before. Yeah. You've seen like the beautiful like shots of the slow-mo helicopters on the horizon with the fucking, the air that's like all like fucking bendy yeah. and shit. Yeah, you know? wavy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the wavy yeah. air. Yeah. That's in this. Yeah. The fucking... You know, all of the fucking military porn that they have of all the fucking things. <laughs> There's super the close-up shots and a hundred edits every, like an There's edit every two seconds from different angles. A million panning shots of under upskirts of girls with long <laughs> legs and tan fucking there, boobs. There's the thing where cars yeah. run into like uh, kiosks in Italy that are made out of wood and it just explodes for some reason yeah. and fireworks go off. But what sets it apart from every other fucking Michael Bay movie is one thing. What's that? And one thing only yeah. is it's fucking bodies. All right. When somebody gets hit, yeah. they use a dummy yeah. or a digital dummy. Yeah. And that fucking guy goes flying. Yes. Like you see people fly out of windshields. Dude, yes. Go under tires. <laughs> yes. Like you're seeing fucking people getting exploded. Faces explode. Yes. Like this is all about like he's like, I'm going to do gore and like in action. So I've never <laughs> seen so much disregard for human casualties oh, in a there's movie. There's just people They're getting running over, over movies. Anthony, I'm going to spoil some of this. There's a moment where he hit sh- that spoiler button. He here. Spoiler alert. He shoves a flash grenade in this dude dude's mouth and it explodes his head. And uh, he's like, oh, that was oh just a flash grenade. I didn't and think that would happen. Just- so much stupidity in this movie. <laughs> There's a doctor character who just doctors, does doctory things in the beginning and never again does any kind of doctor stuff. And she's yeah, like the doctor of the team. She doesn't really do much. No, she, she doesn't. It looks really hot. So there's like a sniper. There's a spy. There's a parkour dude who's kind of cool. He's like Spider-Man. He's yeah. like Spider-Man. Uh, Ryan Reynolds plays one who's the tech guy. And apparently f- when you drop a phone, its SIM card just pops out at the most inopportune no, time no for no reason. <laughs> you got to shove it back in. There's a sharpshooter. Oh, it's a terrible move. It's beyond terrible. It's so stupid. But it's fun. Um, <laughs> like the last, like the last, like, I don't know. I, actually, I stuck with this movie. Okay. okay I just watched. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I've yet to oh, see wow. that. Is that, that du- is that dumber and than this, or is or or not? Oh, it's dumb. It's on another dumb, dumb on another. I gotta watch but that. 
the action is less shaky cam. Than yeah, me. there's so much fucking cuts. The action is actually way better in a lot of ways. And Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, I got to check yeah, that out. Like just cleaner, just cleaner. But like Hobbs and Shaw didn't hold on to me. Uh, like about about the middle of the movie, I was like, okay, this movie's stupid. I've, they've they've made fun of each other for about half hour. I'm over it now. Like, all right, let's just get to the end of the movie. This one, like, just kept on doing even dumber, ridiculous shit. That like, I'm like, are they doing this? Yeah. They- <laughs> what are they doing? This is so stupid. It, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck is Michael Bay smoking? And uh, yeah, <laughs> they just, I just let him. They, they clearly let him do whatever he wanted. Here's some comments from the nation after Matthew Lloyd's posted this. Daryl K uh, says, "Super dumb." Uh- Jamie Robinson, yep, waste of two hours. Uh, Jess Rivera, made it about five minutes, then gave up. Uh, Matthew Lawrence, I liked it. <laughs> I, Matthew, I also enjoyed it. It's great. It's just a fucking great, mindless It's not great. Action Emma. movie. It's just. Yeah, don't. Don't, it's, don't hyperbole. It's like when you, <laughs> when you drive past like an accident and you have to stop you and look at a train wreck. It's what it but is. But for it's like a, a train quote wreck. unquote free new movie on Netflix. It's fine. It's perfectly uh, acceptable. Uh, I mean, they got Adam Sandler shit on there. Now they got Michael Bay shit on there. But wow, so yeah, Michael Bay. Like, I don't know if I can watch more, a lot of these. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible <laughs> fun. Like, it's so bad. It's fun to watch. That's what I think. Like every single time you think he can't hit another person <laughs> and make him go flying yeah, in the air, he does. He yeah. does. He just does. Do There's it. some and every single time that this. You think that he can't put this girl in a sexier outfit? He does. <laughs> he, does. he just figures that away. Some He'd great ass in this movie. The some of the car <laughs> stunts were were pretty impressive, and it's your typical just fucking flying up in the air. Well, there was a lot. There was a fucking lot of shaky cam. Yeah, and I I hate that. Here's how. Here's like a con- convoluted the edits were like crazy. This is, it was convoluted. This is an example of the convoluted Michael Bay action. There's a moment where the parkour guy is shooting a grenade through a car passing in front of him. Uh, to blow up the car, but then it cuts to inside the car. You see the grenade hit the driver in the face and like bust his jaw first, and then the car explodes. And I was like, "Was that necessary? Do we need to see the grenade hit him no. in the face?" No, but it's so great. <laughs> Anyways, look if you're looking for a dumb movie to have on, I, would you watch yeah, this, Anthony? Uh, you might have to watch. <laughs> Only if you guys made me watch it. I'm gonna make uh, you watch it. No, we already just reviewed. Yeah, it. it's the whole movie right there. Like, I might saying. throw it on. I don't know. There's other things to watch. That, I can't see Anthony making through. That's the whole like movie. if you have nothing else to watch, you could throw this on. I will. Like I, I feel like I'm a completist. I have to watch like every great, like ridiculous action. Movie How, have you watched this one? I will recommend this. Rem- it reminded me of a better movie on Netflix, Triple Frontier. With Ben Affleck, I think uh, Pedro Pascal is in that, and it's a it's a it's a guy, Ben Affleck is an ex-military. He gets a gu- bunch of guys to go into the jungle to uh, rip off a drug cartel warlord, and then everything gets fucked up. That is a it's a pretty good movie. I really like Triple Frontier. Rugs, have you seen that? Oh, okay, I'll check it. Out. No, I not. Yeah, it's a better Six Underground. That's for sure. It's not as yeah. Michael Bay. Uh, and then the other thing uh, regarding about our members from News from the Nation, uh, the badass Lisa Morrison, one of our favorite listeners, is having surgery. And oh, best of luck. We want to wish you a full and speedy recovery, Lisa Morrison, uh, with the, hopefully this pop. What kind of surgery do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. But is it the knee surgery? Maybe she plays. Again, she plays a lot of sports. She's a goalie, which is you got to be a little bit crazy to be goalie in sports. I mean, come on. Yeah. So. She, uh, we hope you get well soon, and uh, we hope this podcast can keep you company as you recover. Yes. 
Enjoy the drugs. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> Send some drugs over. Uh, you e- email me some Percocets and uh, let us know if there's anything we could do to make, cheer you up, make you feel better. Yes. Uh, you guys, we're up to 106 Apple podcast ratings. Oh, shit. Nice. I said this already, but I'm going to say it again. You're going to be around your family holidays. You're going to be sitting around. Get your family to do it at the dinner table. Just say, listen, can you do me one favor? I got one Christmas request. Go and give them a star. If you're in the U.S. and your relatives have an iOS device, get them to pop open the Apple Podcast app. Search Jock and Nerd. Light up those stars. Our goal is 200 ratings, and we're going to try to reapply to Rotten Tomatoes and be official legit movie reviewers i don't know it is this is a pipe dream this is a long-term dream but it is a dream of mine to be considered for the tomato meter listen we got thousands of you listening i know you guys uh don't all have iphones but (laughs) come on guys like we we only ask uh millions and you yeah we only ask you for (laughs) all your money and all your uh share the geekery and all your time and all your time but don't you want to see us succeed yes and if you don't have an iphone Everyone around you has an iPhone. So just grab theirs when they're not looking. Maybe when they go to the bathroom, uh, like Ralph Bravo did, sure. and light it up. <laughs> Anthony, final thoughts for the week. Uh, final thoughts? Hey, uh, have a happy uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, not Happy New Year. We'll, we'll be recording before that, but happy holidays. Kwanzaa? Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, happy Christmas. Hey, Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Not that many people celebrate Kwanzaa, what's, by the way. What, what's Just, going on in Muslim style? We got around. nothing uh, this year around uh, now. Nothing? Happy, no Jesus. Happy holidays. Ramadan is, was uh, months ago. I hope you guys get everything you wanted for Christmas. I hope uh, you didn't break the bank getting everything else for everyone else. <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, so come by. There will be a link uh, to his Twitter in our show notes, jockinner.com. <laughs> Slash 307. Yeah. <laughs> Links to everything we talk about in the show, where to find the show from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Pandora. Uh, links to how to get in touch. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We'll peep you next time. You forgot the outro. Yeah, people know who we are. Okay. I'm going there. Fuck that show.